Hello and welcome to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird. Because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I'm Chesney. And I'm Sandy. Welcome to episode, <laughs> I don't know, 15? I, I don't know. I think, no, isn't it 16? Didn't we just release 15? I have last? no idea. You know, I did check and I was like, I'm going to know, I'm going to be on top of things, and I wasn't. Well, uh, you have a shout out? Oh yes, uh, I'd like to shout out Undercover Coven, because your last episode... I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> Just at the beginning, they congratulated me. I don't want to kill my husband. I hope you don't. I hope I don't either. But if, but you if do, I do, that'll make you... some great content. I, Patreon I, I... exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Live stream. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But. Oh, man. Just in case. What? Okay. Like, some of the viewers we have. Wow. You mean listeners? Sorry. <laughs> YouTube. No. Yes. Some of the listeners we have. We have um, some new ones. So, like, Chile, Ireland, and Korea. Woo! That's insane. Whoa. Thank you. I have a friend in... No. I have a friend from Korea. Not mm-hmm. in Korea. She's not in Korea. Um, I don't really know anybody in Ireland. But shouts out to all of y'all. I mean... I know one person in Ireland, but I haven't talked to him in a while. He's still on my Snapchat, so maybe he saw. Yeah. Or maybe it's someone else completely. Who knows? Maybe. But um, hello, Ireland. We haven't shut out Dylan in a while, but... Oh, oh! Yes. We have some to talk about. Is it this? Yes, it is that letter. Okay. So, this, this week, yeah, it was this week, I got home and <clears throat> Ian had checked... The mail, and he addressed it. He addressed it to like me to Sandy, mm-hmm. but he also wrote like slash the Woods podcast. It was really oh, sweet. Oh my gosh! So he sent us this letter, and he basically said, "I saw this at the thrift store, and it reminded me of you." Um, so it's a sugar skull um, necklace, and he he also s- said hi to you in the mm-hmm. in the P.S. here. I don't know. Yeah, it says P.S. Tell Shazne hi. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Dylan. So thank you so much. Um, you should definitely come visit us up here. Please. We'll come there someday. But. We will. <laughs> Eventually. You heard it here first. Well, I'm sure you've heard it before, so maybe <laughs> not. But everyone else heard it here first. Yeah. But honestly, that's just so sweet. Yeah. Like, Sandy and showed me the letter, and I was like, oh my god, Dylan, you're just like the purest human in the world. <laughs> and like... So, like, we've known each other since we were nine, and how we became friends was I was on the swing, and he came up to me and said, do you want to hunt ghosts? I guess I gave off that vibe of, like, he just knew that I was going to say yes, and I did. Do you want to hunt ghosts? Yeah, he's like, That's do you want to go hunt ghosts? And I was like, fuck That's yeah. That's true friendship right I mean, I'm there. sure I didn't say fuck yeah, I was nine, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, we've, we've always... Yeah, we've always been horror fans, so... Yeah, and I'm getting married, and you're gonna be there. It's gonna be great. Whoa. I know. We've only been talking about that for, like, just about ten years. Yeah, it's only been ten years we've been talking about me getting married. It's always been me. Did you, <laughs> you ever, like, notice it's always been, like, Sandy, when you get married? Yeah, because I don't <laughs> like to think about that stuff. Well. I'm like, I'll never get married. I don't like anyone. <laughs> 
Well, you do you, but... And then I talk about how sad and lonely I am. <laughs> but then I think yeah, about dogs. We were just making your <laughs> dating profile today. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, should I get a boyfriend? No. No, I shouldn't. But I should, but no. No, I shouldn't, but I could. Exactly. There we go. That's a good mm-hmm. way to, to put it. Would I? Probably not. Should I? No. Could I? Oh, totally. You totally could. Easily. Yeah, like like that. Yeah. I could just walk up to anyone and be like, hey, like my We're boyfriend. dating now, and they'll be, and they'll like, be like, yeah. Okay. I should try that sometime. Tell me how it goes. Work. <laughs> the next customer that comes in. Just be like, we're dating now. Yeah, um, we're actually in a committed relationship. Starting right, right now. now. I'll see you at home, honey. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like for supper? I'll pick it up at the grocery store. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Can I have your debit card first? Yeah, like, we're, we should just go to a joint bank account now. Like, your money's my money kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Except you take care of the mortgage, because you're obviously the bread maker in this house. (laughs) Want to go to Mexico for my friend's wedding? No, of course you can't come. Why would you think you could come? (laughs) Yeah, that's how how you obtain a significant other in this world. Let's just change the kind of podcast we have. This is now a relationship advice podcast. Yeah. Don't kill your husband and live stream it on Patreon. God, you say that like you've done it. <laughs> and uh, the best way to get a significant other is just to tell them that you're dating. There you go. You heard it first. Let us know how it goes. You know, that reminds me of going back to Undercover Coven. They did an episode on stalkers. And mm-hmm. one, like, a type of stalker they talked about was... Those who just assume you're in a committed relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, so we actually kind of had an exciting night last night. It was our friend Megan's birthday party. Mm -hmm. Shouts out to Megan. Happy birthday. Um, She listens to the podcast now, so Yeah, she does. And I was... Like, I'm very happy about it because we tried to get her to listen to other podcasts we like. And she goes, like, no, I don't like podcasts. Yeah, she's like, I hate podcasts. But she loves us. She us. And she likes us. Which is a lot coming from her. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Megan. Yes, thanks. Um, So, Sandy and I, for the first time ever, played with a Ouija board. I almost died. Like, when Gabby pulled it out, I was going to start screaming. Um... So, as you know, I am very Mexican, and I was raised very, very Mexican. And I remember when I was little, and oh my god, my dad listens to this, Uh, but my parents would tell me, never play with one of those. This is dangerous. You never, you never touch this. And I was like, damn, I will never touch these in my life. And I honestly thought I never would until last night. Um... Nothing happened. Like, I got home and I fell asleep. Like, I wasn't... No. I didn't feel any different. Nothing's happened yet. We both had weird dreams. We did. Do you want to talk about... Oh, I just had a dream that I was playing again. And it was time to get up. Like, like time to wake up. And I was like, we didn't close 
the game. So I might have, you know, conjured some spirits in my sleep. Oh, nice. So we'll see tonight. We'll see how it goes. All right. No biggie. Whatever. So my dream was, it was really weird. Like, I wasn't scared, which is odd because usually I am. I was more just accepting and kind of like, whatever, just let me go to sleep. Mm -hmm. But it was just a white background and there was a man's face like two inches away from my face and I saw it morph into a black goat which was super weird like it was like looking back like the imagery was really scary and horrific and I should have woken up scared but I just didn't maybe I was too tired to give a shit yeah but still it's I mean, it's scary, but I was just like, huh? Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) I know, when you're just too tired and you just don't care about, like, the ghost in the corner of your room. I was like, oh, yeah, and then, like, Loki, he's been barking at a corner of our room. Oh, that's not freaky at all. Like, he doesn't do it often. He doesn't, like, I'm like, what? What are you doing? The other day, though, I looked into the corner and I said, stop. Mm Mm-hmm. And he hasn't barked in that corner since. Hmm. So, maybe, like like I said, I don't think the ghost in my house is evil or malicious because for the most part it's listened to me when I'm like, get away from me. Mm-hmm. So thank you, ghost. Thanks for leaving me alone. I appreciate it. Um, should I introduce the topic? Yeah. Okay, so we would like to thank everyone who sent in suggestions. Mm -hmm. They're great. Um, I think we'll try to get through all of them. Just can't promise you when it'll be. Yeah, but you know what? We have a long time here on this earth, from what we understand. I know I've already had a midlife crisis, or like five. Well, we could die when we're 40. But exactly, I'm only 22, so. Yeah, we could die when we're 22. We could have another 44 years left. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, that should be enough time to get through some of these. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, they're, like, we're not going in a particular order. It's kind of just what we're feeling that week. But yes, thank you. And stay tuned because you just don't know when we'll do your suggestion. Yeah. So, for this week, we decided to go with Gabby's suggestion, which was fear of the dark. Um, mm-hmm. So, we're just going to talk about fears in general, but we will talk about fear of the dark for you, Gabby. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Um, so the fear of the dark, the actual, like, the name of the phobia is nectophobia, and it's a common fear, like, you know, when you think of fear of the dark, you usually think of children having this fear, but of course it's not limited to children. Yeah. Oh, so my dog's sleeping and he's growling. Oh god, I thought he was, like... My look! He's, he's dreaming. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, little Loki. Do you guys hear that? He's having oh, he's those it out. sleepy dreams. Yeah, he's, he's having a... I like it when he dreams like that, when he's, like, yeah. running or, like... Anyways, have a good sleep, Loki. Oh, but he <clears> freaked <throat> me out. I thought he was, like, gonna say there's a demon in the house or something. No. I was like, nope, nope. He's just snoozing. Not when they're talking Anyways. about the dark. Anyways. <clears throat> so, anyway, the fear of... The dark um, doesn't usually just concern the dark itself, but more so the possible dangers, whether they're real or imagined. Yeah. So, I'm sure everyone has heard this question. Like, it's pretty common. I've heard it quite a bit, is, 
would you be more scared if a monster that you could see was chasing you or if a monster that you couldn't see was chasing you? More often than not, people will say, the monster that I can't see. Mm-hmm. But it's just because we fear the unknown, so we, feel, we fear what we can't see, yeah. what we can't understand. Um, for the most part, the fear of the dark is natural in child development. It's been reported that the fear of the dark tends to appear in children after two years old. Makes sense. Uh, so before, they just don't care. No. <laughs> Uh, Sigmund Freud also said that um, fear of the dark was a manifestation of separation anxiety disorder. Mm. So take that as you will. Sigmund Freud had some pretty wacky yeah. uh, thoughts. <clears throat> so nectophobia is like at the point where the fear of the dark takes over a person's life. Uh, it's usually triggered by the brain's disfigured perception of what can happen in a dark environment. It can also be triggered if the mind is unsteady or scared about recent events or ideas that have happened in the dark. Um, so that could that could even be something like indulging in horror content or like w- like watching a horror movie in a dark room, or going to a haunted house. Like even something that simple can trigger this fear. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe having witnessed vulgar actions. Like unfortunately, bad things do happen a lot to women at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be like something a bit more traumatic that has c- caused PTSD and lecta ha- has led to uh, nectophobia. So symptoms of this phobia include breathlessness, excessive sweating, nausea, dry mouth, shaking, heart palpitations, inability to speak, sensation of detachment from reality and death. Um, and I've had pretty bad panic attacks before. Like you have that thought of I'm going to die right now. Yeah. Even though like you're most likely not it's just your brain thinks you are so there's different types of therapy to help manage nectophobia the most common one is exposure therapy which is used with pretty much all kinds of phobia so gradually exposing the patient to darkness this is done repeatedly until the patient is no longer scared of the thing they feared so there's a couple ways to do this one is visualizing the fear so it can be like meditation when I was going through therapy my therapist suggested I go through something like this. So basically, yeah, you put in, get put into this meditative state and you're brought back to the event that has triggered your anxieties and PTSDs and you're put through this again and again and again until you no longer feel anything. Oh, it's like desensitizing yeah. yourself. Okay. So let's say, for example, you're in a car accident. Mm-hmm. You're put back into the event of the car accident until it no longer affects you. Um, the second method is to experience the fear in real life, so perhaps the therapist is turning off the light. Um, some exposure-based treatments have worked for people in as little as one long session. So, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how it worked, I didn't go too much into it, but I'm just imagining a therapist and a patient sitting in the dark for yeah. a long time, <laughs> which I guess is basically what it is. Yeah. So then there's cognitive therapy, and this type of therapy helps people identify their feelings and um, anxiety and replace them with more positive, realistic ones. Mm -hmm. So a person with nectophobia um, may be presented with information to show that being in the dark doesn't necessarily lead to negative consequences. Like, well, when you're in the dark, you tend to sleep better, and when you're watching TV, you kind of get a clearer picture. Like, you know, the positive, like, you know, being in the dark isn't always negative. Um... This therapy, however, cannot be used alone to treat phobia, so cognitive and exposure therapy 
tend um, like yeah, yeah, tend to be used together to treat someone. So that's it for nyctophobia. And then Gabby asked, "Are you afraid of the dark?" I don't know. <laughs> Um, I want to say no, but at the same time, I mean, when Ian's gone, like, sometimes he'll work late shifts, I leave my salt lamp on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's because I'm alone in my house. Like, if he was in the living room, like, gaming or watching TV or whatever, and I was in my bedroom, or in our bedroom, I'd, like, I'd be fine leaving the light on, or light off. Yeah. Uh, I'm not afraid of the dark as much as, like, being afraid of, like, nighttime outside of my house is really scary, because I'm scared of somebody jumping out behind me or something. Well, like we said, like, bad things tend to happen to women at night, which is very unfortunate, but... Yeah, the things that can happen in the dark scare me. Yeah. The dark itself its own presence isn't scary. I like the dark because, like, I'm a night person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I like I know... sleeping in the pitch black. Oh, same. Oh, and if it's pitch black, then I can't see that demon in the corner of my room. So it's even better. Um, I like... don't like when there's, like, a little peak of light because then you can see shadows. Well, Ugh. I don't like it because I'm just like, God damn it, it was almost perfect, yeah, and now I'm being right? bothered by, like, I don't know, the alarm clock or something. Yeah. Because, um, like, it's said that something that can trigger this is just, like, going to see a horror movie or whatever, and I know when I go to see horror movies, I I don't want to say, like, I, like, it's obviously not as intense as this phobia is, but I, like, I remember when I went to go see It with my siblings. Yeah. And I was home and Ian wasn't here and I had to turn all the lights on because I'm like, I'm not walking into my bedroom and seeing a fucking clown in the dark. No thanks. Yeah, and you see, like, I don't know, I'm really good at, like, dissociating myself from things. Like, I I can go see a scary movie or whatever and go home and because I'm separated from the theater, like, I'm fine. Like, lots of times I'll go watch a movie, super immersive, like, into it and everything, as soon as I leave that theater, I kind of just forget what just happened. Mm. You know, it's like completely different. It's kind of like going to work versus like oh, yeah. your school personality. You know, oh, like, yeah. when you're at work, you act and think totally different things than when you're at school with like your teachers and profs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's kind of interesting you mentioned that. So my aunt, uh, she she's a horror fan too, um, and she's been married to my uncle for. No, more than ten years. I can't remember. They've been married for a long time. And she was telling me that before they got married, so before she moved to Canada, she would watch horror movies all the time. And she loved going to the theater to go watch them. She loved watching them, like, with her sister. Like, she loved them, and she could also disassociate um, Mm -hmm. that reality from fiction. But she says that here, it's different. And the reason being is, like, you've been to Mexico. Their houses are a lot different than the houses here. Maybe there's, like, bars on windows, and yeah. there's, like, bars around, like, their driveways type thing. So she goes to watch these horror movies that are mostly based in U.S. kind of housing. American houses. Yeah. So she moves here, 
and now it's a little harder to disassociate because like oh that movie took place in a house that looks just like this one yeah there's no bars on yeah there's no bars on my windows there's no bars around like my house to protect me so that's kind of why she had stopped watching horror movies when she got here yeah because it was harder and i was just thought that was interesting yeah but i won't watch horror movies like alone or like like in my own house yeah um because i think it has to do with the environment like if i go see Mm -hmm. something in the theater it's a totally different like area so i can completely as soon as i walk out of there like disassociate myself from it Mm -hmm. but if it's in my own home like it's a bit harder Mm -hmm. like i have to kind of mentally consciously like disassociate myself Mm -hmm. be like okay i've done that movie but like watching um Haunting of Hill House. Oh, so like, good. When that came out, I was watching that in my bedroom, oh, in sorry. my bed. And, like, because that I was in my bed immersively watching this and, like, super into it. When it turned off, like, I was still kind of, like, you know, it was the same environment. I'm still in my bed. And I mm. think that those things happened when I was in my bed. And then, Interesting. not that I was scared, but, like, I had to be, like, okay, the show's over. I'm not, like, watching it anymore back to reality. (laughs) You see, that's interesting because I've been watching a lot of horror movies by myself in my bed and I find I'm less scared. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it's because maybe it's the lights on. You're in your bed and you're comfortable. Yeah, like I'm comfortable there and I feel safe there maybe. Uh Yeah. It's because I have Loki. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, I have a list of other fears that kind of relate to this more or less. So spectrophobia and i picked this one because we were playing bloody mary yesterday yeah so spectrophobia is a fear of mirrors and one's own reflection just like most phobias it usually stems from traumatic event involving mirrors or some people are afraid of looking into the mirror and seeing apparitions or ghosts in the mirror well this is me (laughs) um others may fear being sucked into the mirror or being pulled in by a supernatural force there's that idea that their windows took it like kind of different realms yeah um or some people just have really low self-esteem and don't like their physical appearance totally me no kidding no Um, i like when it comes to like my dreams and stuff i always see terrible things in mirrors so i avoid them or like if it's like if if i make wake up in the middle of the night i have to go to the bathroom I hate that because then I have to look in the mirror and I'm always scared, like, what if I'm still dreaming? Yeah. And I see the thing. Because, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know. When I was 12 years old, I was so afraid of a Like, I could almost call it spectrophobia because it was taking up a lot of, um, like, of my energy. Like, every night I'd pull out, like, my mom's extra blankets and drape them over this, like, huge mirror I had. Because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't sleep, even if I was turned away. Like, I was scared that I was going to be sucked into it oh, somehow. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not so much anymore, but, I mean... See, I don't necessarily fear seeing something in it. It's more being pulled in. Mm. Um, another thing is there's that... A superstition that if you break a mirror you'll get back bad luck so that can also I've broken so many mirrors I am have so much bad luck <laughs> is that what you're gonna blame it on I guess so um so another one is optophobia uh, which is the fear of opening your eyes uh Ooh. there are theories for what causes this fear um it's believed to come from external events so like dramatic events or it being hereditary uh, so it can be 
traced back to a specific event, usually starting at an early age, and then combined with genetics and the brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember my psychology class, we talked about how some people have certain genes that make it, like, more likely to get, like, PTSD after witnessing, like, a horrible event. And there's other people yeah. that have genes when they're less likely to get PTSD kind of thing. So if you go through this traumatic event and let's say you have the gene where it makes you more likely to develop phobias and stuff, then... Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Sidrophobia is the fear of stars. So most people, when you go camping and hanging out outside, like we did in the hot tub or in the trampoline, Mm -hmm. uh, you look at the stars and you're like, wow, how beautiful, how inspiring, this is great. Uh, But some people hate it. People with sidrophobia are most likely to keep their curtains closed at night, and it's said that they just can't take that overwhelming feeling of the universe being so big and so I totally vast get that. and so uncontrollable. And there is that idea that it is so big that our brains can't comprehend. Like, I think everyone has that overwhelming sensation, mm-hmm. but some people uh, get it uh, just when they look and see stars. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Uh, somniophobia uh, is the fear of falling asleep or sleeping too much. Uh, people with this phobia may fear falling asleep because they associate it with dying. It may also come from a feeling of lack of control or they could suffer from nightmares. Mm. Um, somniophobics may also just fear losing time, which is another fear on its own. Mm. And then the last one is, oh geez, I didn't even try to pronounce this when I wrote it down, <laughs> somhanophobia. Which is the fear of Halloween. Wow. Yeah. So Halloween, you know, you want to try? No, that's good. Yeah. So Halloween, you know, typically associated with ghosts, witchcraft, and, like, fear. Uh, but uh, apparently this fear is more common in people who are going through, like, a, their, like a religious conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be questioning their faith. Uh, and this... Like, especially, like, Christianity makes them more likely to develop this phobia, which I thought was interesting. Uh, For others, the fear of Halloween comes from modern traditions and just genuinely hate being scared. Mm -hmm. They hate that it's a form of entertainment. They just hate it. I know I've totally, like, met people like that. Oh, me too. How can you hate Halloween? Like, honestly. I mean, I... I mean, I'm one of those people. I go to I go to haunted houses yeah. every October, and I go to the theater to watch horror movies. There's, like, I hate not knowing I'm about to be scared, but I guess that's different because when I go to a haunted house and I go to see a horror movie or see a horror movie, I know I'm not in any danger, and the fear is controlled. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people just but don't some like people being hate scared, it though. Yeah, and it's fair. Like I get it. It's mm-hmm. a form of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And for someone, me, who has really bad anxiety, I love being scared. Yeah, right? Um, it's like a thrill for me. I know. Well, like, when I took... Or no, this wasn't a class. This was just a documentary I watched. But it was a documentary on haunted houses and why people like going to them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they talked about how the horror genre actually became a thing in during the Depression. Mm-hmm. And be, um, people use horror and use fear as a way of a distraction from their everyday lives. So, like, those soldiers that are out in combat in, like, the Middle East, for Halloween, they put on their own haunted houses because for that moment, like, you go through the haunted house, the only thing you're thinking about is getting from A to B. 
so like you're not thinking that you're in a war zone basically you're not thinking that like it's a distraction yeah so you're thinking this is survival i'm gonna get from this side of the haunted house to the other one so it that's yeah. Yeah. And it's controlled and like Yeah. You so you like know you know nothing's gonna you know hurt something's you. gonna happen. Yeah. And personally I like I hate haunted houses where they touch me and I know you have to sign a con- like a form. Yeah. But I like knowing that if I go to a haunted house they're not gonna touch me. Yeah. It's fine if you too. like like it's a safe environment. Yeah. If you come up behind me and breathe in my ear like that one clown. That I swore at in Spanish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was mad, but he didn't touch me, and that's fine. That's so funny. Um, so these people who are afraid of Halloween, uh, they might even hate going to Halloween parties or just hate doing anything at this time to risk getting scared. Um, and for other people, the fear of Halloween comes from other phobias like ghosts, zombies, gore, darkness, etc., for people who have this phobia, however, common elements such as small children trick-or-treating can be triggering. Uh, so yeah, those are my fears. Thank you, Gabby, for suggesting this. It was, it was an interesting time. Yeah, that is, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. So, what other kind of fears do you have? I'm like deathly afraid of parasites. Parasites. Just the oh my god, I can't. Just oh no, I get the, like I think it's. Like, I used to really like watching stuff like National Geographic and, like, those Discovery channels that have the really weird documentaries. Mm-hmm. And he, like, or he used to watch this, um, one show about people discovering they had parasites, Ew. and I just could not. No thanks. I don't know why. That's... I, I cannot. Um. I remember once there was a fly in my room. And I couldn't sleep because I'm like, what if this fly crawls into my ear and lays eggs? Yeah. So I, like, did not go to sleep until I got it to leave my room. You know, honestly, I n- never had that thought until, I think it's you and Seema are both are, don't like that stuff, but, um, when you guys were talking about it and... Oh, sorry. Like, after that, now, if there's, like, bugs near me or whatever, then I have that thought. I just, I can't, like, I know the chances of that happening is, like, next to nothing, but... <laughs> Or like when I remember one time I went camping at church and I heard like buzzing sound and I like plugged my ears because I'm like you are not crawling into my ear. Gross. Anything else? Mm, I guess it's not a fear, but like I really hate boats. Oh yeah, you don't like boats. Like I've been on them. Yeah. And just be the thought of being on one makes me really sick. Interesting. I love boats. Like, see, now I'm thinking about it, and I'm already getting dizzy. Wait, would you ever do a cruise? No. Never. You know, it's like a massive boat. No. Pretty much like an island. I no. That's so sad. I really want to do a cruise. I it looks like so much fun. Like, no way. I don't think if, I would have if, a good time. Oh my god! What if they like have cruise ships, but they're in the air, like airplane cruises? Why isn't that a thing yet? I don't know. It could be, like, that airplane from Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> so you would go on that, like, airplane cruise? Maybe. <laughs> like, when I grew up, my like, my dad still hates airplanes. But, um, so if he doesn't need to get on one, he won't. Mm-hmm. So growing up, we just moved around in a car. Like, when we moved to Canada, we drove here because mm-hmm. my dad hates airplanes so much. So when I think about travel, being in a car is what I'm more comfortable in, which I, is probably really weird. No, that's understandable. 
like airplanes, I've been on them. I'm like more, I'm more comfortable with them than I am with boats. Mm-hmm. But I still get sick on airplanes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, my own fears. I. Like. I have no control over this, but I get like really like dizzy on like with heights. Oh yeah. And it's not like That's that I'm a common fear. scared of heights. You're just dizzy. Like I never think about it, but if I'm up high, and I like, I just get like, like, yeah, dizzy and sick. It's like, and it's just uncontrollable. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Um, not like an airplane. Like an airplane's fine. I think. I think I'm fine with airplanes. But um, one time, like the first time I remember experiencing this, I was at a hotel and our balcony was like, we were quite a few floors up. Mm-hmm. And the balcony, I don't know, like I looked out of the balcony I and mean, I was a, I took one step out and I got like super dizzy just mm. instantly. I wasn't mm-hmm. even looking over the edge or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So now. Um, I wonder if it's an altitude thing. Maybe. Now, like, today at work, I took, like, two steps, or one step up on the step stool, so I was, like, kind of above all the shelves, Mm -hmm. and, like, I could see everything, but as soon as I took that step above, like, it was, like, that feeling. I wasn't, like, dizzy, but there was just that feeling of, like, like, panic for a second, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm up high. Um, yeah, so if work is like, oh yeah, we're taking down all the displays from the roof today, I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting on the ladder. Bye-bye. <laughs> I won't do it. Because, like, it's just an uncontrolled environment. Like, you have people coming in all the time, walking past you and stuff, and, like, I'm I'm too valuable to fall off of this ladder and I die. Agree. I agree. <laughs> um, needles. I don't know why. Not tattoo needles. Those are, like, well, I don't know. I haven't had a tattoo yet, so we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see in a few weeks. But um, the actual, like, injection needles. Needles never scared me. I, I don't like, like the... Okay, I think it stems from my, like... I don't like thinking about, like, the innards of a human body. Could like, be. what makes us up. Is that a fear? Is that Probably. a phobia? Well, I mean, we looked at that long list of fears. I'm sure <laughs> it exists. Um, I remember back in high school when we did biology. I hated that because we were learning about, like, how... It's, like, fascinating. So cool. I love science. Don't get me wrong. But it freaks me out, like, learning about, like, what actually makes us run and stuff. I guess it's it's almost, like, existential because it's, like, whoa, we're not just, like, beings. But we're, we're like, well, we're think... science. <laughs> Also, a thing about that is, like, just, you don't realize how fragile it is. Yeah. Like, one thing could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. So, to begin with, I don't like human body stuff, like, inside stuff. Like, I won't watch surgery shows or anything. Oh, I love those. Ugh. Blech. Gross. I don't like medical things, surprisingly, because I work in pharmacy, but... You know, but off topic, but I was over at my parents' house, and I don't know, I was talking to Angela about something, and she was going on about how she could totally do brain surgery because she watches Grey's Anatomy, oh and my I God. was like, please don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Not how it works. Oh my God. I mean, same. I watch House. <laughs> I'm totally a doctor. 
So if I, like, am injured, I know the two people I'm going to call. Yeah. We could do it. We could team. Um, other fears. Oh. Like, I kind of don't like clowns. I mean, that's fair. There is psychology behind that. Yeah, that's kind of the one I'm talking about today. Ooh. Also, though, don't mean to offend anyone, but furries, fur costumes, fur suits, mascots, any of that kind of stuff. Oh, it's like Teddy from Bob's Burgers. I don't like. They're big and expressionless. <laughs> expressionless? They're dead eyes. Yeah, they don't have expressions. Like, they, they have one, but it's just fit, and, like, it doesn't move. It doesn't do anything. So, like... And they have to move up their bodies so much, you know? Like, they gesture a lot. I don't really like that at all. That's it's funny. and creepy. Yeah, so every time we go to, like, a Comic-Con or something, I usually steer clear of the furries section. Because I'm like, can't, can't handle, bye. That's fair. <laughs> it's because I don't like people in, like, big costumes like that. So you weren't that kid that wanted to go hug that? I was that kid. I was like, no. I need to go hug that person. No. Or that huge animal. I remember one time when I lived in the U.S., I don't know why, one of the stores had one of their employees dress up as Spongebob. Oh my god. And my grandma was like, we're gonna go see Spongebob. And I still have a picture, but he looked nothing like Spongebob. Also, he was, like, huge. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah, no, I would be the one, like, I admire from afar. I'm like, hey, that's Spongebob, but it's, like, totally not in bye. <laughs> but that's, that's an imposter. That's not yeah, the real that's Spongebob. Not Spongebob. That is not the real Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All other groundhogs are imposters. Can I put that on, like, a t-shirt or something? That's not the real Phil. <laughs> cool, can we? Sure. We're doing that. Okay. okay. All right, so... I don't know. I don't even know what my notes are. It's just random shit I found. Okay. Oh, want to hear some funny, uh... No, I have a funny fear. Phobia. I guess no phobias are funny, but... We can talk about it. So, arachipatyrophobia. Alright. Arachipatyrophobia. Take a guess. What is that? It's a fear of peanut butter. Oh, no, not just the fear of peanut butter. Getting it stuck to their three mouths. To the top See, of the reason mouth. I knew that, because while I was Googling stuff on not that, it always came up. <laughs> Why? That's because so it's weird. so bizarre. Huh. I just randomly found it on the list. Okay, how Every about- Every time I kept Googling, it was like, the fear of peanut And I was like, okay, that's great. I'm not talking about that. Okay, how about bathmophobia? Does that have something to do with the bath? No. Oh. Not at all. What is it? It's the fear of stairs or steep slopes. Oh, okay. Which, I don't, yeah, steep slopes are kind of, they make me a bit anxious. Yeah. Because I'm like, like, if you have to, like, walk up one or something, and Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my god, how am I going to do this? I don't do this all the time. Yeah. Like, in the mall. Mm. It's like, oh. But as a kid, I used to, like, run down it. Yeah. Whee! You know. Kids are fearless. (laughs) Okay. Cardiophobia. Is it the fear of exercise? <laughs> no. Oh. But that's a good one. Uh, okay. Fear of the heart. Oh, okay. And then calogenophobia. Calogenophobia. I have no idea. 
Fear of Beautiful Women. Oh, okay. I mean, you know I don't you said, you. like, can you say the name of that again? Caligenophobia? Caligenophobia? Like the fear of people named Cal. I guess Caligenophobia would make sense. Like, gynecologist? Mm, yeah. Vagina. Like, vagina? Vagina? Yeah. Vagina. Okay. But it's not spelled like vagina. That's weird. I wonder if that has that even, like, root words or something. Like, if it's G-Y. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe we're saying it wrong. Who knows? English. The English language in itself is a science. This is true. Languages. That must be a science. Study. No, there's linguistics. Linguology. (laughs) Okay. The study of. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. So. I have a little, a little diddle. Alright. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Alright. Let's go. In 1998, nearly 200 students and staff were sent to the hospital due to a gas leak in the school. Okay. You remember when our school had a gas leak? When we didn't have to go to school? You maybe weren't there. Grade 11. Were you there for grade 11? No. Well, half of it. Shit-talking mushrooms. This was the first half. No. Yeah. Then maybe. Huh. Weird. Okay. Then probably. I just don't remember. So there was a gas leak at school, so we all we were walking to school, and then they put like a sign. Oh yeah, I was there. I totally yeah. was. And then one of our friends came and told us, "They're like, oh, there's a gas leak at school, so we get to go home." So I think we went to Tori's house. Sounds like something we do. And <laughs> we hung out. <laughs> I'm playing board games all day, or something like that. Watch movies. I don't know. That's. Yeah. So who wants to go to school? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... You're not a teacher, <laughs> That was funny, because, yeah, it was our science teacher. He left the gas on in the science lab, oh, so the whole so school... Oh, so funny. <laughs> I mean, I should say this, but if I were a science teacher, which I'm not, so it's fine, I can say this, I'm not a science teacher... If I were a science teacher and I didn't want to go to school the next day for whatever reason, for some reason I couldn't call in sick. Maybe. Maybe. No. <laughs> I wouldn't. But maybe. But it's I wouldn't blame him if that was why. I mean, he did just kind of disappear off the face of the earth, so. Mm. That was interesting. All right. Okay. So, 1998. On a bright, sunny day. I have no idea what the weather was that day. Nearly 200 students and staff went to the hospital due to a gas leak in the school. Symptoms included nausea, dizziness, short of breath, and headaches. The building was quickly evacuated as firefighters and authorities investigated. But, other than the oxygen in the air and maybe some carbon monoxide... Is that what we, what's in the air? Carbon I mean, monoxide? No, carbon dioxide. Shit. Carbon monoxide kills you. Okay, other than the oxygen and carbon dioxide, you know, the the typical... Classic. Classic, yeah. Um, there was nothing. There was no gas found. Nothing at all. Even after blood tests, there was nothing that could explain the outbreak of sudden mass illness amongst the student body. There was no gas at all. So, what happened that day was hysteria. The fear of being poisoned was the real poison. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It made people sick. So, a report in the New England Journal of Medicine 
attributed the outbreak to a phenomenon known as mass psychogenic illness, which occurs when the fear of infection spreads just as <laughs> virulently, I don't know this word, but it was in the article, <laughs> virulently as the disease itself. Also known as epidemic hysteria, a situation in which fear of having been exposed to a toxic substance provokes real physical symptoms like the fainting, sweating, nausea, dizziness mm-hmm. with the students who are experiencing. So, yeah, nothing really happened, but people were, like, experiencing it. So yeah. it was, like, that fear that caused Interesting, it. Interesting, yeah. Uh, when the school reopened again, the complaints began again. People were saying they were sick and they could smell gas and whatever. There was no gas. There was nothing. They were just still had this fear. Mm-hmm. So, um, this time they brought an environmental protection agency, and they did a bunch of tests for toxins in the school. So they tested the air, the water, they wiped surfaces, they drilled holes in the walls, they investigated caves in the area for pesticides or toxic waste. Helicopters even flew over the school looking for potential sources of poisonous fumes. Professionals from 12 government agencies, 8 laboratories, and 7 private consulting groups spent at least 3,000 hours on the case. Emergency room treatments alone came to at least $93,000. Damn. So, mass psychological illness has been around for at least 6 centuries, growing with the threat of bioterrorism and pollution some cases lead to long-term effects as a person may think they've been exposed to a toxin so if you think that you've been exposed to something like you could go on living the rest of your life like fearing like what could it have done oh my god that reminds me of like in the state of california everything says this may give you cancer in the state of california yeah (laughs) it's like what (laughs) everything says it on it yeah it's so weird it's like only in california though can someone explain that to me? Thanks. <laughs> Email us. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, um, the fear of being like poisoned made people feel well, ill. Is it is it like is it called like a hypochondriac? Those people who what? constantly think there's something like that they're sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what that reminds me of. Yeah, and like you can start to develop. Yeah. Like. Like, your brain is so powerful. It's oh, totally. It's like, some women will think that they're pregnant and they'll, like, start experiencing, like... symptoms? Yeah, symptoms, but they were they're not. pregnant. Yeah. Oh, things like that scare me. Yeah, right? That's like, oh my god. Maybe TMI. I don't know. I don't care who listens to this. I mean, I do. I love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> but... <laughs> that's like when, like, you're so scared that you're going to skip your peri- period or something, and then you, like accidentally make your body like make it late or whatever because you're so anxious and scared about it that it just decides not to come why does it have to be like that why can't it just work it's the worst okay um so i found this article and i just kind of like took notes or took like paragraphs from it because i was like this these people can research this better than i can anyway so it's called um says wellness articles enough clowning around why are people afraid of clowns it's by robert <laughs> robert gersten gerstman who is an assistant clinical professor of psychiatry psychiatry Psych- psychiatry yeah probably psychiatry <laughs> at 
Geisinger Commonwealth School of Medicine. Wow. Shouts out to Robert. That's a long title. (laughs) Oh, I took out, like, all the things that are, like, behind his name, because I was like, I don't even know how to say those. That's so funny. (laughs) One of them was, like, one was, like, PhD or something like that, but the other one was, like, had, like, an F in it, and I was like, what? It's like F-H-A-S-M. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. No clue. But uh, good on you, Robert. So, if you or someone you know experiences extreme fear and panic of something that is ultimately harmless, you may have a phobia. What if you have a fear of developing a phobia? That is an actual phobia. Oh my god. I forget what it's called, but I read about it today. Oh, Oh my god, that one where you think there's a duck watching you. Is that an actual fear? Yeah. I mean, ducks are terrifying. No, they're not. They're cute. Oh, wait, no. It's the geese that I don't like. Arguably. They're so cute. I hate geese. <laughs> one bit my sister's finger one time. I have a friend who also, time. like, actually hates geese. Oh, like, they're annoying. Like, she won't... Like, she's so terrified of them. I'm not terrified of them. They're just, like, get away from me. Stop she's pissing. terrified of them. Yeah. Okay, so a phobia is a type of anxiety disorder that fixates an irrational fear on an object that's not actually harmful. Phobias can cause panic attacks, sweating, and nausea. There are many types of phobias and many different triggers. General phobias such as agoraphobia are triggered by being in crowds of people, leaving home, or traveling alone. Things like heights, blood, animals, spiders, and more can trigger isolated phobias. Yeah. So, I don't know how to say this, like most words. Calrophobia, or literally a fear of someone who walks on stilts, is the unofficial word for the irrational fear of clowns. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. According to this article, anyway. Who knows? Could be. I don't know. Okay. People with calrophobia may experience nausea, sweating, and may go to huge lengths to avoid being anywhere near a clown. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say I get physically ill, but, like, definitely, like, a bit anxious. Or, like, I did. I don't know. Let's see. Like, I don't know if I'm actually scared. I guess it has, it's back to, like, mascots and, like, people in costumes and stuff. I think it depends on the clown because there are some, like, actual clowns that are hired for, like, children's birthday parties and, like, that aren't terrifying. Oh, yeah. Look, like, they have, like, yeah, they have, like, clown makeup, but, like, it's not overdone that it's terrifying. Yeah. It's almost kind of cute. Like, when I see, like, It, like, the new mm-hmm. one, or Pennywise... I can't think of the old one right now, so I don't know. But the new costume. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't even look like a clown to me. So it doesn't... I, I don't associate Pennywise as a clown. Oh, I do. Because it, it's not that... I think for me, it's a classic clown. Which well, be, I think I'll kind of talk about I think about that's that, why, but. like... I remember when there was that whole killer clown yeah. phase that people were showing killer clowns. I watched this video of actual, like, clowns... Mm-hmm. Who were putting out, like, you know, we're real clowns. Like, we're not trying to hurt you or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were friendly and, like, they didn't look scary. Yeah, like, the Halloween costume clown things. Yeah. Like, those don't freak me out. Like, some of the images online are obviously disturbing because they're supposed to be. But yeah. that's not what freaks me out. But anyway. But, okay. yeah, the traditional clown is very terrifying. Like, a lot of traditional things. <laughs> yeah, very true. Elf on the shelf. <laughs> 2004? Yeah, 2004. 15 years. Um, okay, so the uncanny effect. Back in 1919, 1919, Sigmund Freud popularized the uncanny 
As a reason for fear, Freud described uncanny as something that is both familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. So an example is would be a very lifelike robot. May, may be able to do things like smile, blink, look like a person and talk, but you're able to see subtle differences in their eyes, movements and speech that can create a sense of uneasiness. So I think that kind of has to do with like certain yeah. things freak me out. Yeah. Um like it's not quite human, but yeah, and almost human. It goes on to say like this phenomenon is explains why some people are creeped out by dolls, zombies, and many other nearly human thing human things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because clowns distort their features for effects, it can make them uncanny. Clothes, shoes, and hair are familiar to everyone, but once someone wears strange clothing, a red nose, exaggerated makeup, oversized shoes, and with strangely styled fluorescent hair, you may start to fixate on those differences and become uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah. Um, why are you scared of dolls? Me? Yeah. Well, it's not just dolls. Like, I, for starters, I hate, like, Raggedy Ann dolls. Why? scare me. Do you know why? Probably because of that. Well, like, they just, like, they're freaky looking. I mean, like, Raggedy Ann was, is, like, what Annabelle is, hey? I know, So, but, but did you know that yeah, before? No, I didn't. And, like, I've always been afraid of Raggedy Ann dolls, and I, when I did see that Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll, like, it didn't surprise me. I was like, well, of course she is. Yeah, of course. But everyone, like, a lot of the... Well, so far, all the people I've talked to were like, yeah, but she's not that... Like, she's not even scary. She's a Raggedy Ann doll. And I'm like, fuck you. That's terrifying. <laughs> that's like, just a Raggedy... Oh, my God. No. <laughs> fucking Raggedy Ann doll walking around. Oh, my God. But, yeah, no, totally. Because it's... Like, I could see that being kind of creepy because... There's that stigma around there, well, dolls being well, there's like, something, haunted and creepy and then like you i get think one that's... i would be less scared well i'd still be terrified but yeah. i think i'd be a little less terrified seeing like a porcelain doll walking around than i would a raggedy ann doll and maybe it's just because raggedy ann like the rag dolls are not meant to yeah. stand up and like have any yeah like weight and i guess that's also why so another thing is mixed signals and pattern recognition. So clowns, they paint like they paint their smiles on their faces mm-hmm. or whatever, but they don't necessarily always have a happy expression. Yeah, that is true. Like it might th- there might be a smile painted on, but they might actually physically be making an angry expression. Yeah. So, like, that's a mixed signal, and that can really throw someone off. You Like, you you don't really know what they're really thinking. Yeah. Like, they, they wear a mask, you know, basically. Um, and they can be unpredictable as they seem friendly, but then they pull pranks, like squirt water in your face or, yeah. you know, stuff like Ugh, that. classic clowns. So you, you, it's, like, off-putting, because, like, you think that they're a friendly being, but they're being a jerk. <laughs> Um, another thing is pop culture and media. So yeah. movies like... Like It. 
it <laughs> and killer clowns from outer space. Um, <laughs> they've created mysterious and threatening aura around clowns, paired with criminals like John Wayne Gracie oh, and yeah. the clown scare of 2016. So when everybody was... <laughs> My favorite were the yeah. clown videos where people would get mad at the clowns and then they would chase them and then the clowns would run away. But yeah. like, of course people were going to be mad. Like, you're yeah. just there being menacing for no reason. Yeah. So, or some would even hold like weapons and stuff. Like, of course, people were gonna. Oh man, we could do a whole episode on clowns, honestly, and I don't think we're going to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe. Maybe we'll see see in twenty-two years. Um, (laughs) The last episode we do right before we die. (laughs) So yeah, fear is influenced by our experiences and observations. Um, So a movie is a movie can trigger a fear, kind of like how. After lots of people, after seeing Jaws, they suddenly develop this fear of water, like bodies of water, even though they, like, never seen a shark, know that, like, this pool won't have a shark in it, like, they're just still scared to go in the water. That was me as a child. I was scared to take baths because I thought there was going to be a shark in it. Yeah. I was, like, seven. I used to have the weirdest, like, scared thoughts as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like. Mainly, most of my shit really comes from dreams, though, because my dreams are just so outrageous. Mine always came from movies. Maybe that's another reason I'm afraid of dolls. I remember one time I walked into the living room while my dad was watching Chucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was terrified. Watching it now, it's not terrifying, but when you're little. Mm-hmm. If uh, you enjoyed this episode, you should... Uh... Leave a comment on our Instagram and let us know what your fears are and maybe even how or why you developed those fears or yeah. the phobias, I guess. Email us. Y- yeah, send us an email. Messages on Instagram. Do or whatever you got Tweet do. at us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm kind of genuinely interested to hear, like, how, yeah. like, people's, like, origin stories of their fears. Like, if you could pinpoint that moment. You know, because you said that. Like, Angela, she's terrified of heights. Mm-hmm. And, like, always, 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 since she was a baby. And, um, <clears throat> like, you know how some babies, when you put them on a swing, they're, like, happy? She mm-hmm. wasn't. She'd, like, scream. But when my mom was pregnant with her, she saw my grandma slip down the stairs of the basement mm. and break her leg. And she said that when she saw it, like, obviously she was scared. Like, she had watched my grandma fall down the stairs. But... Angel, like it was at that point where like the baby's moving inside of you, yeah. but for a while afterwards, like like Angela wasn't moving, and she said that her stomach was like rock hard. Cause, um, so she kind of, we have this theory that that's kind of where An- like Angela's fear stems from, like prenatal. Well, you know they said like, I don't know, I didn't really look up any follow ups of this, but I did read once that they're kind of figuring out that maybe memories can be hereditary and trauma 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 is hereditary we talked about that in my psychology class like because i have anxiety and ptsd Mm -hmm. i can pass it on to my children even though like like even if they don't have any traumatic experiences yeah which is insane so like that would totally make sense if that's where it's kind of coming from so yeah super interesting one of my favorite (laughs) of Angela's baby pictures is when she's on top of a refrigerator screaming. 
Like, she was, she's <laughs> not happy to be up there. No. Or three years ago, we went to BC and we went, like, to those wall climbing things. She got to the top and started crying. Yeah. Like, she was so scared. Like, this is, like, this is an actual phobia. Like, she's terrified. Or when we went on an airplane, she didn't want to look out the window. No. Poor kid. Like, I think <laughs> it's not as bad now, but she still has those moments. Yeah. Uh, where she would rather be close to the ground. I wonder why kids think that there's monsters under their bed. Well, I was always told there was. You were just told? Yeah, my parents are Mexican. <laughs> How else are they going to get me to sleep? Which is really ineffective. I remember one time, I was like three, and they were like, my dad was knocking on like the wall. It was pitch black. He was knocking on the wall. He's like, do you hear that? That's the monster. And he's mad that you're crying and won't let him sleep. So what do I do? I start crying even more. (laughs) And he's still knocking and I'm like, this is how I die. Yeah, this this isn't working. Try something else. So I was always told there was monsters. I wasn't told. I don't know where... Like, I've... I don't know where my fascination of ghosts and creepy stuff came from because me neither. it's been happening for a long time. Maybe it's because my parents were telling me that they existed all the time that I was like... Yeah, mine probably came from like media, pop culture. I guess I used to watch like... Oh, what's it called? The Crypt Creeper? Crypt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Crypt Creeper? Something like that. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt. The animated version, not the real one. Yeah, like, I can't (laughs) really pinpoint a time that started it. I just remember ever since I was really little, I've always been, always been a little horror fan. Yep, same. Yeah, don't, don't know why. Don't know how. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom hates horror. She hates the whole genre, so I know I didn't get it from her. Mm -hmm. My dad likes it, but I wouldn't say he's like a fanatic. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in this week. Hope to see you again next week. (laughs) See you next week. See you next time. Please. Uh, Please come back. Don't leave us. Yeah, please don't. Tell your friends. (sighs) Yeah, didn't you know that it's a Share the Woods podcast with all your friends day? Every day. Yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you can follow us on Instagram at the Woods Podcast. Tweet us on Twitter at Woods Podcast. Email us your stories at wait, what's our email? The Woods Podcast. The Woods Podcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. Or we also have a website. Uh, or no, it's a blog. Yeah, we have a blog. <laughs> Uh, the woods podcast.home.blog. Yeah. And we like to thank Jason Shaw for our theme running waters. I totally said our website wrong. The woods podcast.home.blog. Podcast. Is it really just yeah. that? The woods podcast.home.blog. That's what it is. No, but what's the website we use? WordPress. Yeah, but that's. It's not in there? No. That's so weird. Anyway. It's never been in there. <laughs> There's a reason I always avoid saying that one. 
Because right. I just get. We need to write it on the wall. You know what? We should. I am a visual person. No, we should. <laughs> I, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next time. See ya. Stay groovy.